0: Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber and today's guest is Tanya Penny, author, occupational therapist, vibrant body and abundant life coach, teaches, empowers, and supports you to heal chronic illness and past trauma using her mind-body-spirit methodology. For 25 years, she experienced anxiety, depression, and extra weight. In 2004, Tanya was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. That was her wake-up call, that there was some deeper issues that medications, lifestyle changes, and medical interventions couldn't touch. It wasn't easy and it wasn't quick, but she healed. She believes there's a place and time for Western medicine, but if you are are 100% committed to healing all areas of your life. Your soul is called to go on a journey as well. Now Tanya teaches the 10 keys to a vibrant body and abundant life, trusting that it will find its way into the hearts and lives of those who need it and are ready to take the journey. And you're about to hear from Tanya and you're going to want to pay close attention to what she's sharing. Get ready to hear how intricately connected, your body is to your mind. Your belief system has the ability to create health and wellness or illness and disease based on what you feed it, both both physically, mentally, and emotionally. Wondering why you may have some health challenges? There's a really good chance that there are some unresolved emotional challenges or traumas at the root. You'll see it so clearly through my conversation with Tanya. Here she is. Okay, everybody. So today I have Tanya Penny with me, and we're going to be talking about betrayal, trauma, what it is, how to heal it, and so much more. Welcome, Tanya. Hello, Debbie. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's just dive right in. So I know you have an interesting story or two around betrayals. Let's just get started with that. What's what's the story? Yeah, let's get started with that. So I guess
1: before I jump in to specifics, I would just like to start by saying that a lot of people don't realize that betrayal is actually a form of trauma. And um, we know that trauma and um, I guess the storage of it in the body, because most of us, when we've been traumatized, we don't, we don't have a way to resolve it. We don't have a way or we haven't been taught a way to fully heal it. And what happens is it ends up getting stored in the body and eventually leads to illness, uh, mental, physical, or emotional. So many of you may know, or maybe you're new to me, but I had a diagnosis of MS um, when I was only 29. I am 44 now. And that was really when I started looking at what was the deeper root, um, what was the deeper cause of this, um, of this chronic illness. And before that, I had a lot of anxiety, depression, eating disorders, et cetera. So where did it all come from? So I guess I'm going to go into my story of betrayal. And many of us, I believe all of us have been betrayed on some level, right? Betrayal can look like somebody gossiping about you behind your back um, or maybe criticizing you to your face or in front of others, uh, backstabbing. Another term I like to use is being thrown under the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, betrayal can look like abandonment. Um, betrayal can be abuse, being cheated on. And even when we witness the betrayal of either of our parents as a child, that can also be uh, affect us and be very traumatic. So growing up, I had pretty much everything I just mentioned. Um, I had tons of betrayal and You know, whether it was being teased or criticized by my father and my mother, um, being teased at school by, you know, people that I thought were my friends, um, embarrassing me in front of other people. Um, I also felt um, abandoned by my mother. Um, My father sexually abused me, which is a form, I believe, of betrayal. And my mother knew about it and didn't stop
0: it. You know Um, what, Tanya, and I want to stop you here. These are, you know, the the way it works with betrayal is the more we depend on someone and the more we trust them, the bigger the betrayal. So something like when you take a look at the relationship between a child and a parent, where there's this 100% you know, we are dependent upon them and we trust them and they do something like this. It's, it's a huge violation and a huge betrayal. So it's almost impossible not to have physical, mental, emotional symptoms left in the wake of something like that.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, betrayal, really, if you look it up um, in the definition, like Wikipedia or whatever, it's, it's really a break of trust. Mm-hmm and so you're absolutely right as a child the people that we depend on and feel are supposed to have our back um and when they don't it's um it's devastating um Mm -hmm. to 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 say the least talk about trauma um Mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's huge and it sets us up you know it sets us up then for our belief systems of what to expect moving forward in the world
0: And what did that, so what belief systems did you create because of that?
1: Yeah, let's go into that because really that's one of the ways that we help to heal and shift um, the betrayal is really looking at, you know, what, what did you experience? So, you know, everybody listening, you may want to write down, you know, how you were betrayed. I named a, a bunch of ways, um, how you were betrayed, and then from there you can look at belief systems. And I'm going to go through a few examples of my own, and to, to kind of help you with that. So, because of my mother, I um, and her, you know, gosh, the betrayal. Like I said, criticism. Another betrayal that um, I didn't mention that happened with my mother was she emotionally dumped on me and didn't give me support. Right. Well, so-
0: <laughs> and in addition to that, I imagine with what your father was doing and your mother not supporting you or not helping absolutely. you that to, just in looking at that, that's, that's a huge betrayal from your own mom it because here she's supposed to be protecting you. And, and somehow this is happening and, and being allowed to continue. So I mean, ha- look the
1: other way. Right. And look the other way. So I'm right. right now in my life. It's so interesting, Debbie, because I actually just found out this big betrayal of um, I know that sounds weird at the age of 44 that I finally had memories. But that's how memories work. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't even um, until we're ready to handle it, the full memories don't come back. I always thought it was my uncle that sexually abused me. But it recently in the last six months, I had memories come back that it was my father and father. And memories of me trying to tell my mother and her ignoring, actually ignoring what I said, like she didn't even hear it. Wow. So yeah, the, a big belief that I've, I've had to work with um, the past couple of months. And I've always wondered, I had a distrust of women and now I know why, mm-hmm. right? That, I mean, even more why. So yes, I have this belief right now that I'm, I'm shifting that I can't trust women. Women won't support me. Pretty much women will turn their back and throw me
0: under the bus. Right. And look how, Um, I mean, it's so obvious where that came from, of course. And here, and this is what's so beautiful about what you've done. And I don't even want to get to how you heal just yet. I still want to dive into, to what you made of that experience was, it's so easy to see how these beliefs are formed. And we don't even realize that these beliefs are formed because uh, these, these experiences happen we, there's, there's such a breach in trust. There's such a shattering of our worldview, you know, who, who's safe, who can we trust? How does the world work? And betrayal shatters all of that in an instant and really forces us to create a an entirely new set of beliefs um, that, that don't serve us un, until we take once a look and see where they came from. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Once, once we become aware
1: of it. So that's why it's so important. I like to say we look back but we don't stare,
0: mm-hmm. meaning we
1: don't we don't want to get stuck in it. but you know if they if you're having relationship issues, which I mean who on the planet doesn't to some degree, um, you want to look back and you know what happened? what in this case, what was that betrayal and what happened and what belief might I hold now about myself, relationships in the world, given that? So yeah, I definitely had the, I can't trust women will not, uh, women won't support me. And guess what I attracted. So here's Mm -hmm. the thing, you guys, when you have a belief, it actually continues to bring those experiences into your life. So of course I kept on attracting women, friends that would betray me that would either talk behind my back or I would need their support and they would also be gone, even though I gave them tons of support. Um, criticized me. Yeah. It was just so crazy. And I just, I asked myself, why, why do I keep attracting women? And so as I kept digging, I was like, oh my gosh. And then when this recent thing, you know, came out that my mother knew and, and didn't do anything, I was like, oh my gosh, no wonder it's so strong. Right. right? No wonder this, this belief in the universe has been, God has been showing me that with the, the people he's, <laughs> the
0: mm-hmm. people that
1: I've been receiving into my life. It was, you know,
0: showing me what needed to be healed. And the mind always wants to prove us right. So here you have this belief and then you just get all this confirming evidence to support it. So yes, what, what, how did you, how did you, uh, what kind of relationships did you have then with men? Because that had to be pretty yes. unhealthy too. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, that's an understatement. Um,
1: yes, yeah, because of my my experience with my dad, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, um. yeah, I, I had this belief that men will always abuse me. Men won't show up for me. All they want is sex. And um, yeah, that's pretty much all of my relationships from the time I was in my first. Um, so the abuse, the sexual abuse of my father happened from the time that I was seven to 10. Oh. And um, I'm guessing it stopped after that because I, you know, I had my period, et cetera. And so I think it definitely, he, he knew better, right? It stopped after that. But my relationships, I all of the people that I dated, they either cheated on me. Um, my father cheated on my mother. Mm-hmm. Remember I mentioned before that you can also witness a betrayal and it can affect you. Mm-hmm. So my dad cheated on my mom. Um, I had men that were very verbally abusive, men that didn't show up for me except to get sex.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, They would promise all these other things, but that's really all they ended up, um, I guess, taking in the end. I was date raped when I was 15. Um, Yeah, just tons of awful um, relationship stuff. And it it wasn't until, um, it was actually before the MS, kind of in my mid-20s, that I was like, why do I keep attracting abusive men? Mm -hmm. And at this time I did not know, I knew I was sexually abused, but I did not know it was my father, but I knew all the other stuff between my mom and my dad and, um, all of that. So, so yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to stop you there because now here it's, you could see it's not that it's good, but it's so familiar. So it's so, it makes so much sense. Why, right. Why (laughs) you were choosing these types of men, because it was something that you knew, you know, it was, it's, it's that familiarity, uh, although it's not nearly what you, what you want. It's just that it's so familiar. How did you deal with your mom and with your mom and your dad back back then? That's a great question. Um,
1: I actually, before, it's interesting how it unfolded because before I actually found out about that it was my father and that my mother knew, which only happened six months ago, I hadn't talked to them for a couple of years Um, just because of all the other um, trauma and toxicity that um, you know, I had with them, I was like, it's really unhealthy for me to, um, to do more than email them right now. So I didn't mm-hmm. actually communicate besides email with my parents and they're separate. Um, they're not together anymore, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, for about two to three years, I only had email contact in, a, in about six months before I found out about the sexual abuse and my mother knowing, um, I had just started to talk to them again. And so when I found that out, and it came during kind of a, a trauma um, workshop that I was at, that the sexual abuse and my mother knowing came out, I, I wrote them both letters. And this may sound weird, but I did not actually say in the letters, because I wasn't guided to that, you know, you, dad, you sexually abused me, mom, you knew about it. Mm-hmm. What I did say in both letters was, I became aware of, more childhood trauma that you were both a part of. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like I can have any contact at all with you right now till I work on healing it and um, resolving it, um, in order to help my inner child feel safe. Right.
0: Mm. Um, so what part of me, right. So did you have two questions? How did you feel expressing that? And did you get any sort of response from them?
1: I felt sad expressing that. And of course, a little bit afraid, right? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, but I felt lighter and I did not get any response, which I'm not surprised. My dad, I've always been the one to contact him first. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I haven't lived near my parents since I was 24. So for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Um, So most of it's been phone and, you know, all that kind of communication. My mother did um, email me on my birthday in March and wish me a happy birthday. But otherwise, no, I have not heard Mm -hmm. um, anything from either of them. And I'll tell you why I didn't. Sometimes you guys going and actually um, going to the source of betrayal in something like this and explaining it or trying to get some kind of resolve around it with the actual person I have found isn't always what I need to heal Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because I know my parents and their denial runs so deep that they would probably both deny what happened and call me you know psychotic or a liar or which would just be more damaging to my little girl
0: and it's right. so, I so appreciate you saying that because when people are so unwilling to take responsibility, it can be the most infuriating thing in the world. And all that does is then create illness and disease in you. And I always say closure is your job and justice is karma's. Yes. So, you absolutely. know, absolutely. Yeah, it,
1: it, it doesn't mean stay in the abuse. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean stay with the person that betrayed you, but it doesn't mean that you actually need to go and get some kind of apology from Mm -hmm, them. And mm -hmm. it's really about you accepting and moving forward and shifting those beliefs that were created by it so that you can now attract
0: those fulfilling and, um, trustworthy people into your life. So that sounds like it was a a powerful, um, process for you and really a, a great opportunity to shift, a lot of your beliefs, behaviors, perspectives. What did it lead to after that? So you you said you felt a little bit lighter. What did it lead to? Did you think, what were the the new thoughts that started developing and the new beliefs that started forming? And what did it lead to?
1: Yeah, so what we need to do, again, kind of walking you guys through my process, right? Looking at the experiences that you're aware of, the the memories, what happened, what beliefs, limiting beliefs and fears you might hold, you know, another one that I wrote down is the world isn't safe. People aren't safe. Groups aren't safe. Um, and another one that I think most of us hold, I'm not lovable and worthy. That's why those things happen to me. That's why somebody would betray me because I'm not lovable and worthy. Mm-hmm. So once you, once you have those awarenesses of the limiting belief, you know, you want to start to, you don't have to believe them right now, but write down what I call the truth. So what is true? I am lovable and worthy. Other people's behaviors actually have nothing to do with me, right? That's their stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I totally believe that both of my parents had abuse as well. Um, I know they did growing up, all forms of it. Doesn't make it right, but it's, you know, you can see why they would have did it because where it came from. So, you know, I am lovable and worthy. I can trust people, right? I am... Receiving women and men into my life who are now trustworthy, who respect me, who support me. So you want to come up with some form of opposite or truth. And you want to write those down. And then what we want to do
0: is, but we you, and you start know what? Planting. Yeah. And Tanya, I'm just going to stop you there because for yeah. so many of the listeners who were saying for me to go from the world is not safe to the world is safe, that is a gigantic leap. What do you offer yep. to them? Because even I imagine for you too, you had such proof that let's say the world isn't safe and the people that you trusted the most weren't trustworthy so how did you go from that one extreme of a negative perspective to the the positive well and here's the thing i'm glad you asked that it's
1: not that we're going to flip it overnight those beliefs have been conditioned in us many of us like for me right 40 some years 44 mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a process of planting the seeds for what's true. And as we continue to do that, you're going to notice relationships will shift. Now, you might also have to do a clearing out. Like So after that happened for me, Debbie, I actually needed to leave um, my partner, um, a wonderful man, but my partner of the last seven years. Mm-hmm. Because no, he didn't cheat. No, he didn't um, treat me you know, he didn't criticize me, but by staying with him, I was betraying myself in other ways. There, I had been supporting him pretty much financially for the last um, seven years, Mm -hmm. which was a betrayal of myself. So, so it's, it's doing that, planting the seeds for what you want to be true while currently looking in your life and taking big or small actions that are in alignment with that. So you may, you may need to spend less time with a friend that, you know, has betrayed you, mm-hmm. right. Or is currently betraying you in some way. Um, and criticism li- is a betrayal, by the way. I just, I want to put that out there.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And I love the distinction because now people can, can see just by planting that seed and, and insisting over and, over. and committing to watering that seed, tending to that seed and, uh, Inspiring it and helping it to grow—that's how that new belief can be formed. So, if it seems t- too radical to go from the world is not safe to the world is safe, what Tanya's saying is, you plant that seed of the world is safe, and then you nurture over and that, and over. and over time, those new beliefs just start to grow. So beautiful. Okay. So, what did it lead to? I mean, ha- tell us about your about your health. I mean, what sort of health changes did you notice when you had when you were deep in Uh, all of those betrayals and not even knowing that that's what was at the root of things to the shift. I mean, tell us about your health and and the transformation. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, so back in, so as I said, I was diagnosed with MS in 2004 and gosh, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but over the course of the first three years of my diagnosis, um, I really just went to, the Western medicine route and I'm an occupational therapist by degree. That's what I knew. And I had, I guess you want to call it a spiritual wake up call in 2007 that said, there's another way uh, I'm going to show you. And by the, this, at this time I was not spiritual at all. I had mm-hmm. thrown out religion when I was 18. Um, but I, I heard this voice and for some reason I listened to it. And that's when I started down the path of really looking at why do, I, why do I hate myself so much and why do I have relationships of people that don't support me, people that cheat on me, um, women that don't support me. So I really started, that's when I started to dissect and look at and realized that my belief system, as well as the emotions that I had stuffed in my body, given all the trauma, the betrayal that happened, that that needed to be healed and released. Mm -hmm. So I started down that path of searching for tools to help me shift those belief systems, discover what they are and shift them, as well as releasing the emotional trauma from my body. Mm -hmm. And it took about three years, Debbie. Um, Mm -hmm. In 2010, um, I went to the neurologist. I had my first clean MRI and i no longer had ms symptoms i was also off my anxiety and depression medication by that
0: time um and that's when I was like, wow, I'm on to something here and I need to start sharing it with other people. And and I want to ask you, it's so interesting, everything you're saying, these were the things that were also discovered in my study on how women experience betrayal, what holds them back, what helps them heal. And I'll tell you, one of the most powerful shifts was that movement towards spirituality. It was so mm-hmm. huge. And whether they left their religion because they felt their religion wasn't supporting them, or they moved towards the spiritual side of their religion, or they weren't religious at all and they just moved towards spirituality. You know, I noticed that they did that. And I did the same thing for two, really for two reasons. One, to, to try to understand, you know, the, the bigger picture yeah. here to uh, maybe three reasons two, to feel this sense of connectedness when you feel so alone. And you know, the third is we, we don't trust our betrayer. We don't even trust ourselves because we said, do what do I, what's I'm a bright person. How did I not see or know or understand any of this? So we reasoned at least I can trust in something other than me, the universe, God, source, energy, whatever. And, um, it sounds like that's, that's kind of what you did. So was there something in particular, or is there a book that really helped you? I would love the listeners to know.
1: Yeah. So just one more thing on the spirituality piece too is, yeah, definitely. I I mean, after I had that spiritual kind of voice or wake up call, um, one of the big pieces to my healing and what I teach others is you know, that spiritual perspective. Yes. You, it makes you feel like you're not alone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it makes you feel supported. And that does require a shift in belief too, because when we have these bad things happen to us, these betrayals, these traumas. Um, there's a belief that if there was a God, you know, God doesn't let bad things happen or mm-hmm. there must not be a God or one I can't trust because they let these big, bad things happen. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. Um, at least from my spiritual perspective at the moment, um, we all, our souls, right, before we came in, I believe, asked for experiences to Grow and to evolve. Right. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these betrayal experiences, and this can also help you feel a sense of power versus victimization is, oh, I chose these experiences. I may not know why exactly. I, I do for myself is that, you know, not only to, to help heal myself, but also to help other women and even men. Mm-hmm. Um, I do work with some men too to heal right so that they can be whole happy complete um so yeah that spiritual perspective has given me strength and has helped to pull me through when i was really feeling like there was no hope
0: and i love right? that you're saying that because it's at least then we feel tra- this trauma served a purpose because if we if if otherwise if we're just uh traumatized in these and and we have all of these really painful experiences and we don't do anything positive with them, that's when we really feel like a victim. But at the very least, when we say, okay, you know what, this stinks, but, but let me do something good with it. Let me heal from it and, and learn the lessons that we're meant to learn that, that obviously I, maybe I don't even know why I, you know, why I signed up for this on some level, but at least (laughs) at the very least, let me do something good with it. And it sounds like that's exactly what you did.
1: Yeah. It's all about really, it's empowering, right? When we, when we are like, oh my God, this bad stuff happened to us and I don't have to let it continue.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, what, for whatever reason it happened, it's not because I wasn't lovable. It's not because I wasn't worthwhile. Um, it's because for some reason it was meant to happen. I may not know what that is now and I have the power to shift it. So that piece is needed to heal and break the betrayal cycle. And then the second piece, which we already kind of started to talk about, is to look at those belief systems, start to plant the seeds for truth. And then the third piece is you want to show up for that wounded part of you, because here's what happened for most of us. When the betrayal happened, it was actually either ignored. We were told it didn't happen. Um, It was swept under the rug. Or the person just left and there was no closure, right? So what we want to do is show up for, you know, for some of you, it was the four-year-old, the six-year-old, the 10-year-old. Maybe it was when you were 25, you know, you want to show up for that wounded part of you that was betrayed. And I just want to go through a tiny process right now, Debbie, like one minute. Is that cool? Mm Sure. Sure.
0: And you know what though, yeah. Tanya, before you do, I just I just want to back up just a bit. And sure. when when we're we're talking about uh, why these things happen, that's not to say, I mean, of course we want to take responsibility for our role in it. That's not to say that we're excusing in any way, shape, or form uh, someone's behavior. I, I just want to make sure everybody's really clear on that. Oh what absolutely. they did was harmful, right. hurtful, hateful, you know, terrible. But there is, from the spiritual perspective, the reason that we may not understand, but it's always in our best interest because there's something we need to learn, to grow, to to evolve. And this situation, absolutely, when we use it um, in the right way, can help us find that. So just wanted to just wanted to make that clear.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad that you said that because mm-hmm. yeah, in no way, shape, or form, am I saying like it was okay that somebody did that even from a, even if from a soul perspective, you know, that you asked for it. Um, it's not, and, and not that you want to keep receiving it
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> or, <laughs> for staying, sure.
1: or staying with a person. I mean, how many times do women stay with someone
0: who has cheated on them? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell like you in haven't. my, in my study, that was the most sick group. The ones where the betrayer yes. had no consequences. Those women suffered the most.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because you keep, what happens is you keep That's another form of self-betrayal. By Mm -hmm. staying with someone who continues to betray you, you are betraying yourself. Mm -hmm. And that will make you even more sick. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, MS, cancer, I mean, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And another piece too, Debbie, that I find to be helpful. So I want to call it acceptance. A lot of people say um, you need to forgive the person. I don't believe that. I actually don't believe in forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I believe that acceptance is needed, acceptance that, you know what, this did happen. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, it did happen. It happened for whatever reason. So I'm going to accept it. And I don't actually need to forgive the person, but acceptance helps to release. And we're going to work through this, right? There's often anger and betrayal, Mm -hmm. sadness, anger, grief. So that acceptance piece I feel is important. So one of the things I recommend, we want to show up for the wounded part of us. And one of the ways I have my clients do that is I have them write a letter to the person that betrayed them. Now, you're not going to give the person the letter. This is for you. This is for your four-year-old, six-year-old, 10-year-old, 16-year-old, 25-year-old, whatever age you were when the betrayal happened. But she, he never got heard. So write a letter to your betrayer And I want you to let it all out. You can swear, you can call them names. I mean, you can, whatever. You're letting that part of you have a voice, right? You're giving her her power. You're letting her have a voice because a a lot of these betrayals happen in childhood and we did not have a voice. Mm -hmm. We did not. Our power was taken away, right? We were children. So it's very healing to let that part of you have their emotions out, have their thoughts out, describe what happened, just whatever that part of you needs. And then I have my clients end the letter by just writing, I accept that all of this happened. um, And I am now releasing us, uh, both of us, um, to be happy and free or whatever else you feel guided to say, and then burn it and release it with compassion, Mm -hmm. compassion and acceptance. Beautiful. Um, it doesn't mean, right. It doesn't mean that it was okay that it happened. Like it doesn't make mm-hmm. them right for doing it, but it does help release that emotional stuff that we've been holding onto on our body. So that's a piece of it. Um, another piece that I like to have my clients do is actually just go sit with yourself, place a hand on your heart, one on your belly, And breathe and then call in the memory. Like let the memory come up of the betrayal. And actually let yourself feel any of the emotions that come up with it. And just breathe and be with the part of you that is having those emotions. Mm -hmm. If you want to cry, cry. If you want to yell, yell. It's like whatever emotions come up, whatever you want to say to the person, um, really letting yourself do that. Because that, again, we didn't get to, we didn't actually get to do that, Mm -hmm. most
0: of us, when it was happening or it wasn't received. And and a lot of people are, it's so terrifying that they're unwilling, but, but, to, to, face it. And I say it all the time, face it, feel it, heal it. That's the only yeah. way. So it's, it's giving it a voice and, and taking a look and acknowledging it. And acceptance is a huge piece, by the way, it's, it shifts in, in uh, the five stages from betrayal to breakthrough that were discovered in my study. That's one of the biggest shifts that brings us to that survival stage to the yeah. um, new normal stage. So I'm, I'm so glad you, I'm so glad you said that. And y- you know what, Tanya, you brought such light to something that so many of us have experienced, but we don't know how to handle it or we don't know what to do. And we're wondering, we just think it's, we're on the receiving end of just like lots of bad luck. And why is my health so poor and why am I struggling so much? But you, you gave us a lot to look at. So I'm, I'm just so, I'm just so grateful. How do we learn more about you? Where do we go?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would love to uh share more tools with you guys. Um you can the easiest way is to go to tanyapenny.com and there is a little um box at the top that says receive your gift and my gift for you right now is called the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint. And it's really the 10 keys that I needed and most people I have found that I work with need to move through in order to fully heal trauma to heal chronic illness. And I have a special class that I'm doing um, called Healing Trauma, um, Opening to a Life You Love. So if you sign up, you also get that live virtual class. So yeah, and one That's of my cute. and one of my tools, Debbie, that I didn't get to touch on, but you guys will receive it, um, I created the therapeutic meditation process. And that kind of goes into some of the tools that I described today, but there's there's many more including a guided meditation practice that helps you to shift those beliefs, right? Starting to plant the seeds for the new beliefs or truths that are going to help you to heal that,
0: those wounds of betrayal. Oh, Tanya, thank you so much. You gave so many of of our listeners so much clarity, so much hope, so much insight. And and now everybody, you you have another tool in your toolbox and do the work and heal because healing is not only possible, it's predictable. So Tanya, thank you so much for your contribution today. Thank you so much for having me, Debbie. It's been a pleasure. Um, one of my
1: favorite things to, to talk about and help people um, to heal their trauma, the betrayal, the chronic illness. It's just so important right now on the planet. Thank
0: you. I love how Tanya took a look at the string of negative relationships, friendships, partners, etc., to see that they were tied to beliefs stemming from her mom and dad. Once she made that connection, she set out on a path to heal. And now she's helping others do the same. Stay in touch with Tanya by going to tanyapenny.com. And we'll have all of her information in the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. Give that betrayed version of you a voice so you can get all of those stuck emotions up and out. Tanya had great suggestions with writing a letter to the person who betrayed you and feeling those feelings so they're acknowledged and then released. She also suggested that you don't have to forgive, which is entirely for you anyway, but rather work towards acceptance, which puts you on the next step towards healing. You heard how Tanya's betrayals left her with lots of illness. Are you struggling with symptoms too? Find out what may be lingering by taking the quiz at pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. And let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.